like that. You want to try that. Hello, one and Welcome to this Friday edition of the Logan Blackman Show. Yes, we have recorded a show for back-to-back episodes for the first time in what feels like freaking ever. But we are here, and we are live at some point here or another on this Thursday afternoon, though the show will be coming out on a Friday. We are here on a Thursday, and we are in great spirits, and we are ready to put together a fantastic show. And since you are listening to the show, I assume this means you like the world of sports, which I assume assume means that you would know that the Super Bowl is taking place on Sunday. Yes, the Super Bowl between the two most predictable teams in the Super Bowl ever, the LA Rams and the Cincinnati (laughs) Bengals. Oh my goodness. As everyone predicted preseason, the team that went 4-11-1 last year is now in the Super Bowl. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> now, the Rams, I, yeah, okay. I'll give it to you. A lot of people out there preseason were all board the hype train around the LA Rams. We had their record exactly right in regards to what they finished the regular season as, but I just thought before the season started, it looked like it was inevitably going to be the Packers and Bucks for the Super Bowl yet again, or like for the NFC Championship yet again. But then uh, the Rams beat the Bucks, and then the, the Packers shit the bed against the San Francisco 49ers in Lambeau. Below freezing temperatures against the California team and lost. Scored 10 points. (laughs) It was not a good showing for the Green Bay Packers, but we are finally here. And though it's upsetting that the Buffalo Bills are not in the Super Bowl, we will be cheering on Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. I have a few things to talk about in regards to the Super Bowl. We're obviously going to talk about the game itself. I've got a little game I found, or it's it's not really a game. It's more of a quiz. That's on Sporkle. You can do this as well if you really want to. I mean, I'm not recording any, like, visuals or anything, so you could just be... I I wouldn't really blame you if you thought I was just not doing anything. But this quiz is, can you name the winning and losing Super Bowl quarterbacks? And we got the Super Bowl from last year, and we're dating back all the way to 1966 for the first ever Super Bowl, and I will tell you right now, it's between Bart Starr and Len Dawson. So, we got all of this going. Now, I will ease... I Well... Or I, I pray that I can get most of the 2020 to the 90s right. Like 2020 all the way to 1990, I feel I can get exactly right. In the 80s, I know Joe Montana's in there as a winning quarterback. I know John Elway's in there for losing quarterbacks. Bradshaw in the 70s, Staubach, um, Stabler's going to be in there at least once. So we've got certain quarterbacks. Once we get past the 90s range... That'll make things a little bit interesting, but I feel like 2020 on like backwards until about 1990, which was the Bills' first Super Bowl loss to the New York Giants with Jeff Hosteller and Jim Kelly, I feel like I'll be fine. But I would, again, would not blame you if you thought I was just cheating the entire time and just looking at past Super Bowl teams and all that. But you can look up the quiz yourself so you know it actually exists. Okay, and I've got 10 minutes to do it. Now, I'm not going to start off the show with this. I'm actually going to start off the show going over NFL honors, which I found out today, and when I mean today, I mean about five minutes ago, I discovered that the NFL honors are actually taking place on February 10th, which for those of you who are unaware of what the date is when the show comes out, it's February 11th. I was not under the impression that NFL honors was happening on a Thursday night. I thought it was happening on Saturday. Now, this is an oversight on my part, and I apologize for this, but I... I can't be the only one that was surprised when I looked this up and saw it was on February 10th. Because right now it's February 10th. I I, I didn't really want to do this. <laughs> like, this is a television thing. NFL Honors, it's not really that old. The first ever one was in 2012. But this has been the day before the Super Bowl every year since 2012. This is the first time it'll be on a Thursday. 
in the 10 years that it's been a thing, which is very upsetting. It's very, very upsetting. <laughs> but we're going to go over the awards anyways and talk, talk about my predictions for each thing, even though that inevitably you'll know what the answers are. I, would like, I wanted to have it as a thing where we can check to see how accurate my results are once the NFL Honors actually takes place. But nope, my record is going to be... I mean, we're going to know what it is by the time the show comes out. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to know in like four hours from now. Everybody, what, what, they probably come out around 10. So I got five and a half hours till I know every single award. And then I can pat myself on the back or flip myself off depending on how right or wrong I was. But before we get into all of that, I would just like to remind you to make sure you're following The Logan Blackman Show on every single form of social media. Twitter is Logan underscore Blackman. Instagram is Blackman Logan. That's the personal account. The Logan Blackman Show 1 is the show's account. Search Facebook and YouTube, The Logan Blackman Show. They should pop up. Make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. Watch a few videos. Give them a few thumbs up here and there. And on Facebook, make sure you're giving it a thumbs up there as well. And of course, since you're listening to it right now, make sure you're following and or subscribe to the Apple Podcast and Spotify accounts. And I found out uh, Wednesday that you can actually leave ratings on Spotify now for podcasts. I was not under the impression you could do that. I don't know if this is a new thing or if this is something that's been a thing and I've just been completely oblivious to the fact that you could do this, but make sure you leave a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify now. You can rate it five stars. That'd be really sick if you did that, but if you didn't, you know, it's your opinion. (laughs) You can rate it however the hell you want. You want to rate it five stars? Perfect. One star? Eh, well, that's guy. I feel like you're a little biased there. I don't really think you're taking in all the information the right way and stuff. But I would greatly appreciate if you left a rating. And I know on Apple Podcasts, at least, I guess I should have researched this more for Spotify. But Apple Podcasts, you can leave a description down below as well for why you thought the show was or is the way it is. So whatever your rating is, leave a description down below on why you left that rating. And I would greatly appreciate that. So with that being said, let's get right into the show. I think this is going to be a very fun one today. I don't really expect it to be a very long one as like opposed to the last show we did, which is about an hour, 20 minutes or something like that. This one I would have guessed to be somewhere around the 50 minute to an hour mark, if I had to guess. I mean, I've done this before where I try to predict how long a show is and it just, it ends up inevitably being very, very wrong. I don't think I've been right in a time range or time frame for a show my entire time doing this. I feel like every time I've once said, okay, we're going to have a short show today, it ends up being a two and a half hour long show. Oh, we're going to do a longer show today. Oh, wait. Like the mock draft that we did back in December. Okay, I don't know if you guys remember this, but I recorded a show for two hours. I cut out the last hour and 15 minutes because I edited the mock draft so much after I was done recording that it was beyond repair and I couldn't even post the episode. Well, I posted the episode, but it's about 45 minutes long. (laughs) It was supposed to be around two hours. So hopefully... That has not happened right now. Hopefully you don't have any information that gets changed that badly to where we have to change and alter the entire episode. And like we said last time, you know, we might as well just break this back up again. You could go buy some merch on the LoganBlackmanShowStore.com on Teespring. You can just go to Teespring.com, search Logan Blackman Show. Things should pop up. We have a store. The domain name has been acting kind of weird lately. But for the most part, it worked <laughs> for what I tested it out Wednesday. So if you want to do that, I would greatly appreciate it. So, with the NFL honors, this is a thing, again, that's been going on since 2012. The NFL awards has not been something that's been going on since 2012. It's been going on ever since the NFL was a thing. You had MVPs and all that stuff. Now, we've added more awards 
as the years have gone on, I feel like in the early, early, early stages of the NFL, there wasn't really Offensive Player of the Year awards. It was just MVPs, and that was it. I could be wrong, but that's just how I, I am viewing this. I don't think there was a lot of Packers players for the 1960s. I don't think Paul Horning was going out winning Offensive Player of the Years. I could be wrong, but I'm not really sure about that. I just feel like that's something that's come around in the past, like, 40 years or something like that. And will he have a player this year that wins both offensive or defensive player of the year win the MVP? I don't really think so. Because usually, now this is, you know, there's there's subject, there's changes to every rule, you know. There's It's not always going to be the same thing. But usually, the person who wins offensive player of the year is the guy that came second in the MVP race. But in the past few years, I know with, like, Mahomes when he won it, Lamar Jackson when he won it, they were the MVP and the offensive player of the year. It doesn't happen a lot, or maybe it happens a lot more than I'm giving it credit for, but I feel like most of the time it's the second-place guy or the non-quarterback wins it. I feel like that's the MVP for everybody else in the NFL. I feel like the MVP is a quarterback award unless a running back goes off and it's just a down year for quarterbacks, like what we had last year with the Heisman Trophy with Devontae Smith walking away with it, with Trevor Lawrence being hurt or having COVID not playing as well, Mac Jones being in there, Kyle Trask, Jalen Waddell being hurt, boosted Devontae Smith's numbers, so you end up seeing a wide receiver win it for the first time since the 90s. We're not having that this year. MVP is going to be a quarterback. Now, my opinion has changed in regards to how I viewed this quarterback before the playoffs started versus how I view them now in regards to the MVP race, but I still feel that Aaron Rodgers is the MVP of the NFL. I still feel that way, and I know we went on a little tangent after the Bills Packers, or at the Bills Chiefs game and talked about the Packers 49ers game about how my ranking for the quarterbacks in the NFL has changed slightly because of how weird that game was for Aaron Rodgers and how much he forced the ball to Devontae Adams and uh, oh crap Aaron Jones I can't remember I couldn't remember his name for some reason each of them had nine catches I think the next closest person on the Packers had either one or two catches like he was just forcing into those two the entire time it was one of the weirdest games in Aaron Rodgers career at least for me where I've gone what the hell is going on here? I, I was genuinely confused. The first drive of the game of that 49ers versus Packers game looked like it was going to be a dis- demolition for the Green Bay Packers. They marched right down the field like six plays and scored a touchdown. I remember I got up off the couch. I was watching with my old roommate from I. He's a big Packers fan. We were sitting there, and I left to go to the bathroom. I said, well, thank you for coming out, 49ers. It's been a pleasure knowing you. Packers, we'll see you in the NFC Championship game. Uh, that went <laughs> downhill rather quickly because the Packers just couldn't move the ball. They couldn't do anything. And ultimately <laughs> ended up losing the game. But I still feel, though, yeah, I've my opinion has somewhat changed about it. I feel Aaron Rodgers' season was more impressive than Tom Brady's season. And yes, I am well aware that Tom Brady led the league in passing yards and led the league in passing touchdowns. But the number of attempts, he led the league in attempts. What, what was, I feel like he broke a record or something for total attempts in a season. I could be wrong about this. Hold on, I'm Googling something real quick. Yeah, he set the NFL record for most attempts, uh, completions in a season, and led the NFL in attempts with 719, which was the most attempts he's had in his entire career. He had 43 touchdowns, 12 picks this year, 483 completions. This season. Good Lord. Good Lord. But Rodgers, he led the NFL in passer rating this season, finished the regular season with 37 touchdowns and only four interceptions, with two of those interceptions 
coming in week one against the New Orleans Saints. So post-week one, Rodgers threw two interceptions and four, 37 touchdowns because he didn't. The, the Packers got shit-stomped by the Saints weirdly in week one, one of the weirdest games you'll ever watch in your entire life. So it was week one, Packers versus Saints. Weird, weird game. But yeah, I, I feel like Aaron Rodgers, despite Tom Brady having the better quote-unquote numbers here, I feel like what Rodgers was doing was more impressive than what Tom Brady was doing. And I'm not taking any, this isn't saying like, I think Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than Tom Brady, because I, I don't think that. But I think for the award, I'm going to still give it to Aaron Rodgers. And I think it's, I, I mean, uh, there'll be arguments made for Tom Brady. I think these are the only two guys that really generate a lot of votes for the MVP. I know there'll be some shouts for Cooper Cup. I've made some shouts in the past for Jonathan Taylor, but it's going to be Rodgers or Brady. And I, I, I would be pretty shocked at this point in time if it wasn't Aaron Rodgers. Now, you guys already know what happened because, again, NFL Honors is tonight. So <laughs> I'm basically just uh, trying to get an award out, and it could be completely wrong. I could be wrong. Maybe maybe someone like Joe Burrow wins the MVP. I doubt it, but maybe he does. Uh, offensive Player of the Year. Again, I was very high on Jonathan Taylor through portions of the season. I think if you took him out of the Indianapolis Colts, his absence would hurt his team more than the other players, in my opinion – hurt his team more with him being out than the other players in conversation for the MVP. That's just how I view it. Because there were times where the Colts asked Carson Wentz to do things and they fell flat on their face. Like, look at the game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. That game was without Jonathan Taylor, essentially, and they got smacked in the last game of the regular season in a basically what was seen as a easy route to the playoffs. You lose to the worst team in the NFL the very last week of the season ridiculous stuff like Jonathan Taylor was immense this throughout portions of the season where it was just unstoppable like he was breaking all types of records he had a touchdown every single game from week three until that Arizona Cardinals game where we've talked about before where the Indianapolis Colts had four of their five stars in the offensive line out yet still won the game because Jonathan Taylor had over 100 yards rushing but Though I think Jonathan Taylor deserves to be in the conversation for Offensive Player of the Year, I mean, it's pretty obvious. To me, anyways, that's going to be Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup had the Triple Crown this year. He led the league in receiving yards, he led the league in catches, and he led the league in touchdowns. Like, he had the perfect season for a wide receiver. Now, he also led the league in targets. He had 191 targets this year, 145 catches, almost 2,000 receiving yards. Almost 2,000. He was very close to breaking the all-time record set by Calvin Johnson a few years ago, which, coincidentally... Both of these receivers had Matthew Stafford as their starting quarterbacks. But I think it's fairly simple. I wouldn't be too surprised if it was unanimous offensive player of the year. But I would I would love to see Jonathan Taylor get some votes. I mean, I guess it won't be unanimous because I do feel like Rodgers will get some votes for offensive player of the year. Brady will get some votes. I feel like Debo Samuel might even get some votes in there. But it's Cooper Cup's going to win it. I'll be really shocked if Cooper Cup does not win this award. He won the Triple Crown. He's going to win something. <laughs> he ain't winning MVP, so might as well win off to player of the year. Defensive player of the year, again, I think it's fairly self-explanatory. I think it's T.J. Watt. Before the season started, I had it as Miles Garrett, his division rival. But T.J. Watt was a half sack away from setting the new NFL's all-time leading record for sacks this season. He only played in 15 games. He had 22 and a half sacks this season. 22 and a half. That is ridiculous. He had... What? Four sacks against the Cleveland Browns in Ben Roethlisberger's last game of his career. He had a sack in the Pro Bowl. He had a sack in the Super the, the playoff game this year. 
Like, T.J. Watt was on another level, and he missed significant, not significant, he missed some time this season, and it hurt the Steelers' defense. Hurt them bad. When you watch that Bills-Steelers game week one, apart from the the weird punting situation the Buffalo Bills had where Matthew Hawk was like seven yards back from the center instead of the natural 12, T.J. Watt was the reason the Steelers won this game. Now, I know there's going to be shouts for, I think, players like Micah Parsons, who we'll get to in a little bit, We'll get some mentions up there. Aaron Donald, I mean, Aaron Donald, regardless of he's if he's having the best statistical year, I think everybody is in agreement that, at least most people are, that Aaron Donald is the best player in the NFL, regardless of position, just because. Like, he'll always be in the conversation for defensive player of the year. If he played two games this year, just two, I would imagine that Aaron Donald will get some sort of votes for defensive player of the year. I feel like Robert Quinn... Will have to be mentioned up there as well. I know he's not going to probably get any votes for this, but he set the all-time Bears single-single sack record. Like, Robert Quinn finished second in the NFL in sacks here with 18 and a half. Like, that's two and a half sacks more than third place Miles Garrett, who had 16. I think Nick Bosa is going to be mentioned up there as well, coming off an ACL injury, finishing with 15 and a half sacks. But I feel like Robert Quinn's not going to get enough mentions, even though I believe he is thoroughly deserving of that. But even that said... He's four sacks behind T.J. Watt. <laughs> he had 18 and a half. Like, that just shows you how insane T.J. Watt's season was. Uh, offensive player of the year, this might be. I think for the offensive and defense rookie of the year this year, this might be as close to unanimous as you get. I don't think that – if it's not unanimous, I'd be kind of surprised. I guess Mac Jones will get some mentions up there for offensive rookie of the year just because he had a very nice season. For a rookie season, he played in the Pro Bowl. Like, put up good numbers this year. Now, did get ass-blasted in the playoffs, but he did have a good season this year. Jalen Waddell, I think, was either really close to breaking or set the new single-season record for catches by a rookie in a season. I could be wrong about that. I think he was around there. He was definitely around there. I can't remember if he broke it or he was close to breaking it, but Jamar Chase is walking away with it. Like, it's no question. He broke every single rookie receiving record this year. Like, he had 1,455 receiving yards in the regular season, which is a new record. He even had that after 16 games, let alone finishing with the 17 games. And then he holds the record now for the most receiving yards in a postseason by a rookie breaking Torrey Holt's record back in the 90s. Like, Jamar Chase, <laughs> it's, not, it's not even really close. 13 touchdowns, he ranked fourth in the NFL in receiving yards, third in touchdowns. Like, Jamar Chase is special. Jamar Chase is insane. Like, it's a, there's no other way to put it. Jamar Chase is insane, and he should be the unanimous rookie of the year this year for offense. Though, again, I will give credit to Mac Jones, and I'll give credit to Jalen Waddell, but it should it's going to be Jamar Chase. And then rookie, defense rookie of the year, I mean, <laughs> same thing. Micah Parsons. But even then, I think that one's as close to being guaranteed as unanimous as any other player in this list. What other rookie had the impact that Micah Parsons had this season? What other rookie defender? Like, what, Aziz Ojolari from the Giants? Who else? Patrick Sertan? I'm trying to think of other rookies here. Christian Barmore for the Patriots? Like, what rookies really? Javon Holland had the impact that Micah Parsons had on the Dallas Cowboys this season. Micah Parsons is freaking insane. And the crazy part is they traded back to 12 from 10 and still got him. Finished with 13 sacks this year at 84 tackles. He was just playing everywhere. They replayed him as a D-end, outside linebacker, inside linebacker. Micah Parsons was making plays. Very, very disruptive player. Also had three force fumbles on the season as well. This will be unanimous. I don't know how many unanimous rookie of the years there have been, 
but <laughs> he's going to unanimous rookie of the year is incoming. D- defense rookie of the year is incoming for Micah Parsons. Comeback player of the year, I think this will be close to unanimous, but again, my, Dak Prescott will be mentioned up there as well because he snapped his ankle against the Giants last year, came back, got the Giants to the playoffs, or the Cowboys to the playoffs, won the division. So, yeah, he's going to get some mentions, but it's Joe Burrow. I mean, Joe Burrow, we talked about it early, last show. He went from tearing his ACL last year to becoming a top five quarterback in the NFL in the span of a year, or less than a year, less than a year. Joe Burrow is special, very special quarterback. Now, again, you, you would have heard me talk about this on Wednesday's show. Yes, I think he's special. Yes, he's a top five quarterback. We're not putting him in the conversation of Allen Mahomes yet. We're not doing that. I love Joe Burrow with every fiber of my being, but we're not doing that. <laughs> he's not there yet. But he's in a Super Bowl in his second year. That is very damn impressive. Very, very damn impressive. But yeah, he's easily. I mean, Torres ACL last year now is a top five quarterback in the NFL. Like, it's easy. Easy one. And then coach the year. I think this will probably be the most highly contested one. To me, it's Zach Taylor. Like, I know Mike Brable will get some mentions up there because he had the Titans as the number one seed in the playoffs in the AFC and had multiple injuries, lost Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, uh, Julio Jones, multiple guys on this team. All their secondary, pretty much, was down injured this year, and the Titans still managed to win five games. But the Titans won this division last year. Like, this wasn't a very tough division. Before the season started, every single person and their mom thought that the Tennessee Titans were going to win this division. Maybe not go to the one seed, but win the division. It's not a hard division. And I try to respect the Indianapolis Colts and the Jaguars and the Texans. Like, two of the three, two of the four teams of this division are picking the top three this year. So I don't really think we can sit here and go, oh, this is such an amazing performance. No, Zach Taylor finished last in the NFC North last year. Last year. In a division that has Lamar Jackson, Miles Garrett, uh, Najee Harris, the Steelers' defense, the Browns' defense. Best offensive line in the NFL for the Cleveland Browns. One of the best running attacks in the NFL with the Cleveland Browns. Lamar Jackson. I know J.K. Dobbins got hurt. I know Lamar Jackson didn't play an entire season. But this is the Bengals. This isn't a team that's supposed to be, like, feared in this division. They've been pretty much the doormat for the AFC North. The better part of what? Well, I guess it's not really as long as I'm giving it credit for. It's because they were good for random portions throughout the 2010s and the early 2000s. Like, Carson Palmer, if he didn't tear his ACL against the Steelers in the playoffs, maybe the Bengals go to the Super Bowl that year. But you know what? He tore his ACL against the Steelers, and we had to watch the Steelers. I think that was the Seahawks Super Bowl. I think that was Steelers-Seahawks. It was Steelers-Seahawks or Steelers-Cardinals because I, 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 the Bengals were in all black uniforms that day. And my grandpa Roger was over for that. He's a big Steelers fan. But Zach Taylor, come on. It's... Especially with how the playoffs went. These two met in the playoffs and Zach Taylor beat them. He outcoached Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel got in his own head. The Titans left four points off the field or on the field against the Cincinnati Bengals. They lost by three. They went for two when they should have just kicked a field goal and went for it on fourth down when they should have just, you know, kicked a field goal. They were at the 30-yard line. It wasn't like it was a very far field goal. Now I know things might have changed, but gone a little differently if they did go over the field goal and go over the, uh, the, the extra points instead of going for two. Maybe the Bengals do some things different. Maybe the game shakes out a little bit different. Maybe the Bengals still win. All I know is they lost by three and left four points on the field. And I know that these awards are supposed to be regular season awards, but you can't ignore what happened in the postseason. These two guys met in the postseason. Zach Taylor finished last in a division where they were supposed to finish last again this year. And now they're in the freaking Super Bowl. They won their division. They won their first playoff game in 31 years. All on the road. Uh, no, 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 no. After, <laughs> after the Raiders game. I kind of forgot the, the wild card round existed. I, I forget about that game. 
I don't know why. But Zach Taylor, I feel like, it has to be coach of the year. I mean, Matt LaFleur also gets some mentions up there. I feel like Sean McVay will also get some mentions up in there as well. Uh, who else? Bill Belichick for the Patriots this year. They're back in the playoffs this year, so he should get some mentions in that as well. Anybody else, really? Sean Payton, even though he's not the coach of the Saints anymore, for how many injuries they had, should get some sort of a mention in that. Is that it? Nick Sirianni, maybe, for the Eagles, if he got them to the playoffs. I mean, they did have a relatively easy schedule, but you know what? I think that Zach Taylor should win this. So you got, is that all the awards that all the big name awards? I know we got like fantasy player of the year, most improved player, like not, they're not, a, not real awards, but you know, things people like to give out like so shocking player of the year, but yeah, that's my award. So we got three bangles coming away with awards. So we got Aaron Rodgers winning MVP, Cooper cup winning offensive player of the year, TJ Watt winning defensive player of the year, Jamar Chase offensive rookie of the year, Micah Parsons defensive rookie of the year, Zach Taylor, coach of the year, and Joe Burrow, comeback player of the year. I think those are all pretty self-explanatory. I don't really think I need to explain those too much. If I had to pick one that was like, I could see going somewhere else, it'd be coach of the year. I think that will be really close. I don't really think anything else would be that close, especially the rookie of the year stuff. Micah Parsons and Jamar Chase might both go unanimous. More so Micah Parsons. <laughs> I don't, like, Really? What other rookie did anything? I'm going to go to the 2022 NFL or 2021 NFL draft, go to the Wikipedia page, and just scroll through defensive rookies that did anything this year. So I, I guess Kyle Pitts will also get mentioned up there. Kyle Pitts did have himself a very nice season. Uh, like JC Horn disappointed a lot this year. Jalen Davis didn't really do a lot. Jamin or Jalen Phillips, sorry. Jamin Davis didn't really do anything this year. Uh, I'm trying to th think of someone that did really, really good stuff this year. I mean, again, it's like Barmore, Ojolari, Tevin, uh, Javon Holland, Sertan, but none of those guys are even close to Micah Parsons, at least at this point in time. That could change, but at this point in time, it's, <laughs> it's, it's Micah Parsons' award. And I wouldn't be surprised if someday that dude went out and won – a defensive player of the year, and won an MVP. That dude is just freaking insane. Like, there's real shouts. I know T.J. Watt almost broke the all-time single sack record for a season, so T.J. Watt's going to walk away with the award, but there were some shouts mid-season when T.J. Watt wasn't playing that Micah Parsons could realistically walk away with both defensive rookie of the year and defensive player of the year. And he'd be the first player to do that since Lawrence freaking Taylor, one of the greatest football players of all time. So, yeah, that, that would have been something ridiculous to see, but it didn't happen. Because T.J. Watt, you know, had himself a fantastic season. But you guys will all know what the awards are. Currently, I don't because it's 451 right now here in the great state of Central Iowa. Or Yeah, I guess it's its own state. I guess outside of Central Iowa, you kind of get into interesting territory, I guess. But, yeah, you guys will all know. I'll know later tonight, so hopefully that's all right. If not, I'm going to be sad. I'll be very, very sad. But with that being said, NFL Honors, again, usually takes place the day before the Super Bowl. Which is upsetting me now because now this award thing doesn't make a lot of sense because we're already going to know. But let's talk about the Super Bowl. This Super Bowl, again, is not really one that a lot of people, I know we joked about it earlier in the show, this wasn't really one that most people are looking at and going, you know what, I could really see the Bengals and Rams in the Super Bowl this year. Rams, yeah. But people were, pro were predicting like Chiefs and Bills in the Super Bowl, not not. Not the Cincinnati Bengals. Again, a team that finished last in their division last year had four wins in a division with the Steelers, Browns, and Ravens. 
They were not supposed to even come out of the division, let alone win the division, and let alone win playoff games, let alone three playoff games, with two of them being on the road against the number one and two seeds in the AFC. That wasn't supposed to happen. But that's what type of thing you get with your quarterback if you have someone that's really confident like that and believes in everything that he says. Because I know there's some people out there that, and they're they're very few, but I know there's some people out there that are going to say they don't like Joe Burrow because Joe Burrow's cocky. And I think that he's partially cocky, if that makes sense, because Joe Burrow, throughout his career, and we kind of talked about this when the Bengals beat the Chiefs a few weeks ago, but there are points through his career where, yeah, it might have come off as cocky, but he backed it up every single time. It wasn't something that, oh, he said one thing and did a completely another thing or didn't back it up or anything. No, everything Joe Burrow has ever said in regards to his football career has panned out. Like the dude transferred from Ohio State after losing the starting job to Dwayne Haskins after hurting his wrist. So he transferred to LSU, a school that no one said he should go to. You got a coach that is pretty much an outcast and pretty much a joke with his accent. Um, LSU, historically, throughout the history of the NFL, has not really produced a whole hell of a lot of great NFL quarterbacks. The best one that I can think of is Matt Flynn. Like if we're talking about prospects, I guess we got Jamarcus Russell. But if we're talking about just the best NFL quarterback to come from LSU, it's Matt Flynn, which is very sad, a very damning indictment on the LSU football program in regards to developing quarterbacks. And the other schools Joe Burrow was looking at was North Carolina and Nebraska. And Nebraska said, oh, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta, well, who are we going to play him over? Great quote right there. And then they get, have a pretty you know, average year, the year before they won the national championship. He takes a massive hit against USF, UCF, and then everything changed. And then you saw him dominating people. And then you saw him doing interviews where he's going like, that looks like a Heisman winner. That looks like a national champion. When talking about himself, looks like a national champion. Looks like a Heisman winner. No one else thought Joe Burrow could do what he did, and he did it. And now he's a top five quarterback in the NFL. Before they won the natty, Joe Burrow was not seen as a highly touted NFL prospect. Some are even talking about him getting drafted at all. Like, he was that fringe, like, sixth, seventh round draft pick. He was like the uh, Danny Etling, pretty much. A less athletic, I mean, he was better than Danny Etling, but I'm trying to think of an LSU quarterback that, <laughs> that would be in the same draft realm. But something like that in regards to draft stock. And then all of a sudden, bloop, number one overall pick in the draft. And before he tore his ACL, he was he was the rookie of the year. And Justin Herbert was coming into his own, so it was starting to get a lot closer as the season progressed. But then Joe Burrow tore his ACL, and then it was over. But every single time. And then after they beat the Raiders, like his interview afterwards. Are you guys going to celebrate afterwards? No, this is a standard now. We're not, st- we're not here to, to party. We're not here to do this. We're here to get a job done. We're here to do our job. And they did. And I know that might seem like a little thing to people that are outside the world of football and stuff like that. But if you have a guy like that, that believes and backs up every single thing that he says, you believe in yourself. You believe as a team. Every single person, maybe for a, maybe a few diehard Bengals fans, did not have them in the playoffs, let alone winning this division, let alone winning a playoff game, let alone going to the Super Bowl. They drafted Jamar Chase because of Joe Burrow. If Joe Burrow's not the quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals, Jamar Chase does not go to Cincinnati. That was the reason Jamar Chase wound up in Cincinnati. is because Joe Burrow was there. Because they had that previous relationship there. And that took a lot of belief in your quarterback to go, yeah, we're going to pass on the potentially transcendent tackle in Panay Sewell from Oregon to draft a wide receiver 
when you just tore your ACL last year. Your quarterback says, draft Jamar Chase. They could have easily just gone, nah, you're a franchise guy. We're going to pay you a lot of money. We need you to be healthy. We need offensive linemen. Nope. They believe in their quarterback. And they got Jamar Chase. And now they're in the Super Bowl. So, like, if you look at this game in regards to how these rosters stack up, stack up, like, every single metric says pick the Los Angeles Rams. Pick the Rams. Like, if you go to their, uh, well, their defense, their front, they got Aaron Donald. They got Jalen Ramsey. Like, the Bengals don't have anybody like that. Trey Hendrickson's a nice player, but he's no Aaron Donald. Eli Apple, good Lord, he's going to be burnt toast after the Cooper Cubs done with him. Their old line's better than the Bengals' old line. Like, every, you're in L.A. Now, I know most normal people out there are priced out of Super Bowl tickets because the Super Bowl is ridiculous. Like, my dad and I, speaking on Super Bowl tickets, my dad and I have talked about this before. There is not a chance in hell that I think either one of us will ever go to a Super Bowl. And I really have no urge to go to a Super Bowl. I've never had a... Well, when I was a kid, you go like, oh, I want to go to a Super Bowl. And then as you get older, you want to, you go, oh, I want to go if my team's going. And then as you get even older than that, you start going, that's not going to be fun at all. That's going to suck major ass. It's just a bunch of people that don't care about the game. They're just there for business meetings and super rich people. That's why it's perfect to be played in L.A. this year, because that's all it is. Tickets are like $9,000 for a Super Bowl ticket. Like, these diehard Cincinnati Bengals fans who have not watched their team win a playoff game in 31 years are not going to be able to make the trip to the Super Bowl because they're priced out. $9,000. Joe Schmo from Cincinnati is not buying a Super Bowl ticket. $9,000. But you can't watch your team in the Super Bowl. Like, I, a thousand times over a thousand, I will go to a World Series game way more than a Super Bowl. Way more. Now, I, I guess that's kind of a little different because you're going to your home team stadium and you got multiple games there. But I would ra- much rather go to a Cubs World Series game than a Bills Super Bowl. I would love to sit down with my family and watch a Bills Super Bowl, but I will not be attending a Bills Super Bowl unless I get to a point where I am very successful in life and I am very rich where I can just go, yeah, $9,000 plus, you know, four other tickets. So we're sitting there at, what, $36,000 to buy Super Bowl tickets? I don't think I'm going to be at that time. Any, I'm not going to be at that level anytime soon. I could be, but I'm, it's not really panning out right now. Like, it's stupid. I hate how that's priced out like that. Like, there's going to be no atmosphere there, and the, it's going to suck atmospheric-wise. But this game is awesome. I think what I think what I like about the Bengals a lot and more so with the Bengals and the Rams is that they got Joe Mixon, who is one of the most if not the most underrated running back in the NFL. Consistently is in the top 5, at least top 10 in rushing yards every single year. And this dude just gets carry on carry. It doesn't matter. He doesn't get tired. He doesn't fumble. I don't remember the last time Joe Mixon fumbled. It might have been once last year and that was the first time since he's been in the NFL or something like that. The dude does not fumble. And he's a decent receiver out of the back as well, which makes him equally threatening. Even more threatening, I guess. Behind an average O-line at best for the Cincinnati Bengals. Like, their center over is bad. (laughs) Jonah Williams and Quentin Spain, good pieces. 
guard, right guard, or center, right guard, right tackle, yeah, they can improve that next season. <laughs> They're going to look at that in the NFL draft next year and go, yeah, we need to improve either the guard or tackle spot because <laughs> they're not drafted to the center unless for some unknown reason Tyler Lindebaum falls all the way to 31 or 32, which I really don't see a reality where that happens. But it could. It could. But, yeah, this is going to be awesome. The second ever Super Bowl, if I remember correctly, where it was between two number one overall picks. Last one was Manning and Cam Newton. The Broncos and Panthers Super Bowl. This one's going to be fun. Right now, the line stands at three and a half in favor of the LA Rams. And just for fun, I might just pick the Bengals. No real reason apart from I like Joe Burrow. Every single metric you look at says you should pick the LA Rams. Every single one. Their defense sits on the Cincinnati Bengals defense. Like, if you look at yards per game, they gave up 109 less yards a game than the the Cincinnati Bengals defense. The Bengals defense allows more yards than their offense gains, and their offense gains yards at a massive clip, especially through the air. Like It's ridiculous. Their secondary is ass. Apart from Jesse Bates, their secondary, they start Eli Apple. <laughs> they, they willingly start Eli Apple. Chidobe Awuzie, Trey Waynes, Vernon Hargraves, like, these are all <laughs> people that have been cut recently. Three former first-round draft picks, Eli Apple, Trey Waynes, Vernon Hargraves. <laughs> all of them have been on multiple teams throughout their careers. Not great. Trey Hendrickson, again, is good. Sam Hubbard's a good player as well. Logan Wilson's a good linebacker as well. But most of this defense, apart from Jesse Bates in the secondary, is not great. Now, one, one positive thing for the Bengals, C.J. Ozama, the tight end, is playing. He uh, sprained it. I think he sprained his MCL? I could be wrong, but he said in the like the hype party before the Bengals, before the Super Bowl, he was like, I'm not missing the most important game of my career. He's a big, um, I don't really want to call it, like I don't want to call him a hype beast because he's a very good player. He's, well, he's not like the passion merchant or something like that. He's a very good player. I really like C.J. Ozama. And when they didn't have him, that was kind of scary. It's like, oh, man, they don't have one of the better tight ends in the NFL. I'm not saying he's one of the best. I don't think I'm putting him up there with like Kittle and Kelsey or anything. But he's a very good tight end. He's a very good tight end. Mixed that with T. Higgins, who also had a thousand yard season without with along with Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd, one of the better, more underrated slot receivers in the entire NFL. Offensively, the Bengals are fine. Defensively scares me. I don't know how they're gonna cover Cooper Cup. I don't know how they're gonna do that. I have no idea how. I don't know how they're gonna cover Odell Beckham either. They're not gonna be able to cover anything with this secondary. But for some reason, I think the Bengals are winning. I don't have a reason. <laughs> don't, don't, don't press me on it. Do not press me on it because I have no effing idea why I think the Cincinnati Bengals are winning. But one thing I can tell you, I, I mean, I'm ready to be disappointed. I, I've, I, it's been hyped up in my head for so long now that I'm ready to be disappointed by the Super Bowl halftime show. This is uh, like I don't think there's been a more hyped Super Bowl halftime show in the history of Super Bowl halftime shows. Like, we went from Super Bowl One, where we are having marching bands at halftime shows to now having Kendrick Lamar, Eminem, Dr. Dre, Mary J. Blige, and the new owner of Death Row Records, Snoop Dogg, all in one halftime show. This is the greatest halftime show in my memory. Now, I could also be biased. My favorite genre of music is rap. A lot of my favorite artists are performing here. Kendrick Lamar is my favorite artist, regardless of genre. Eminem, I grew up listening to Eminem. Dr. Dre, goaded producer. Goat, the goat producer. And Snoop Dogg, one of the best features ever. 
Snoop Dogg, if you put Snoop Dogg on a track for a feature, you know it's going to be good. You know it's going to be good. And Mary J. Blige hitting all the high notes and stuff like that. Like, this is a goaded halftime show. And the preview that they had, the little teaser for it, the Pepsi thing that they did, oh, that got me so much more hyped. And then they they pull the keyboard out of the ocean. Ding, 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 ding. Like, oh, this is going to be the greatest halftime show of all time. Now, I am, again, like I said, I am ready to be disappointed because I've been building this up so much that I'm just ready to be hurt. Now, I don't know who how they're going to do this. I feel like, forgot about Dre has to be the last song. Or still Dre. One of those two has to be the last song. But the thing is, I, the one thing I've heard people talk about is like, how are these five all going to be together? What's the rotation going to look like? How many songs are each of them going to do? The thing is, a lot of them have songs together. Like, I know Kendrick and Jer- Mary J. Blige have songs. Kendrick and Dr. Dre have songs together. Kendrick and Snoop Dogg have songs together. Snoop and Dre and Eminem all have songs together. Dre and M... Like, they, they all have songs together. So we're going to hear all their songs together. Now, I would be really surprised if Now or Never was played at the Super Bowl. That's a song with Kendrick and Mary J. Blige off Good Kid, Mad City. I would be pretty surprised that song got played. But I'd be down for it. That song slaps. But I, I want to know what kind of Eminem songs we're going to play. Because out of these five, Eminem recently has released some very, we'll call it interesting tracks. Very interesting. We've had some odd odd <laughs> album releases like music to be murdered by fine but it's just super long like why is this album so long and then he had another album music to be murdered by two <laughs> right after that and then we have revival the probably the worst one of the worst rap albums of all time revival and then we have kamikaze which basically just eminem yelling at everybody who didn't like revival <laughs> so these four albums I like some of the songs off Music Be Murdered by. I like a few of the songs off Kamikaze. <laughs> I, I, it's just not great stuff. Like Stepdad is one of his worst songs of all time. Stepdad is awful. <laughs> that is off of Music To Be Murdered by. Like how many songs is on Music? 20 songs. 20 songs. And I have liked one, two, three, four, five. Five out of 20 songs I have liked on here. But yeah, that that stepdad song is bad. <laughs> that might be his worst song ever. <laughs> if not, it's damn close. <laughs> but I the thing that made me happy about what I saw from Eminem in the commercial anyways is that Slim Shady was there. And for those of you who are unaware, Slim Shady and Eminem are the same person, but you know, they had him in the commercial because it's his alter ego. That got me excited. Because that means, at least I hope it means, we're going to get some stuff off Marshall Mathers LP, get stuff on Slim Shady LP, we're going to get stuff off, off of 2001 with Dr. Dre. So, like, that made me really happy. And Kendrick, I, I'm assuming we're just going to get a bunch of stuff off Damn uh, <laughs> and Now or Never. I don't know what songs we're going to get from Kendrick. Like, Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe and... Um, Mad City were two songs that he played the NBA All-Star game back in, like, 2014, I think. I think it was 2014. I could be wrong about that. But I don't know if we'll see those songs. The the rotation's going to be interesting, and the songs they choose are going to be interesting. Because Eminem has some songs. Eminem and Dr. Dre have some songs that should definitely not be performed at the halftime show. A song called Guilty Conscience. That one should not see the light of day or even should be talked about in regards to being performed at the halftime show. (laughs) Or F-A-C-K, that's another one that should be avoided at all costs. But it'd be really funny to see that happen. Oh, but man, I'm so excited. This is kind of like 
it's a month early, but this is like how hyped I am for the, the Batman movie. Batman movie comes out on March 4th. I have built this up so much in my head since the first trailer dropped that I am ready to be disappointed. I have never been this hyped for a movie before. At least in a long time. If I have, I don't really remember what the movie was. I am hyped for this new Batman movie. And I'm just ready to be hurt. <laughs> I am ready to be hurt. My expectations are so high that I don't know if they could possibly be reached. And that's kind of how I am with the halftime show. But I feel like the halftime show, these guys are all established enough to where it will go, yeah, this will be fine. These guys will be fine. It's Dr. Dre. It's Eminem. It's Snoop Dogg. It's Kendrick. It's Mary J. Like, we... It's gonna, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> Knock on wood, of course. I gotta take a sip of water real quick. But the final thing I wanted to do here, like we talked about at the beginning, was look back, and we'll see how far we can go. This might not even take the full 10 minutes. It, it might last, like, 10 seconds. Now, it is 2020, so we're not gonna have Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes in this. But we got 10 minutes, we got 55 Super Bowls right in front of me right now. And I'm gonna try and go in reverse order. I know some of them will be filled in because... Like, if you type in Manning, you're going to have Eli Manning and Peyton Manning. So, they're going to pop up wherever. Unless it goes in order, then then that'll be a little different. But if it just goes, type a name, and that'll be what it is, then that'll be, a, you know, we'll have, it'll be filled out a lot quicker. Like, Montana, four Super Bowls will be filled up. Elway, you'll have, I think, five Super Bowls filled up and three losses, two wins. Uh, Rodgers, you'll have two. Roethlisberger, you'll have three. Manning and both Mannings, you have four. Brady, you have ten. So, like, I don't know if this will be like that or it'll be one at a time. But we're going to start it. we got ten minutes. See how far we can go. I'm going to try and go in order. If not, I'll start panicking a little bit. I've never done this on a show before. I've done this by myself a thousand times. Not necessarily this exact quiz, but I go on Sporkle quite a bit and just search NFL or quarterback or soccer or Premier League or United States men's national team and stuff like that. And just try to test myself, but this, uh, I've never, this is now there's pressure because I've done it by myself. No one's sitting there judging me for how much you can get. It's just done. Like, ah, oh, there, oh, wow, I got 55 out of 55. <laughs> oh, man. Now I'm nervous. So we'll start it off. Okay, so that we got Mahomes and Garoppolo for the first one. Oh, wait, no. Oh, I, I see what we got here. Okay, it's not 2020 Super Bowl. It's the 2020 season, 2021 Super Bowl. So we have Mahomes, Garoppolo. Then before that, we have Brady and was it Foles? Oh, I missed a year. Whatever. <laughs> what was before that? Bra oh, Brady Goff. Brady and Goff. I can't believe I forgot about that awesome Super Bowl. 2016 LI. Was that Manning and Newton? 2016 season? No, I skipped a year again. Crap. <laughs> this is not going. Oh, so I Super Bowl 50. Of course I do that one. What was after Man? What was between Foles and Brady and Manning and Newton? I got nine, nine, ten left pretty much on this quiz. I don't want to skip it though. Was it Brady again? Did Brady go to three straight Super Bowls? Who was 2016? This is my freshman year of college. Who went to the Super Bowl my freshman year? Oh no. No, because Foles Brady was right there. That's 2017. 2016, the year before. What? Who was the Super Bowl? Oh, no. It wasn't Brady again, was it? I don't want to type in Brady and Wilson, but that's the one I'm going for. It's not. I, I skipped a year. Mm, who was that? Well, I know Brady. 
I'm blanking. Now I'm nervous. You guys got me all nervous here. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Super 2016, Super Bowl LI. What the hell was this Super Bowl? Why am I blanking on this? Because the Foles-Brady one, we had the Eagles-Vikings and the, St- the Patriots and Jaguars. What was the year before? Oh, no, we're almost at eight minutes. I've sat here basically for a minute and a half on this stupid Super Bowl LI or 51. Who was it? <laughs> no, it was, it was Brady Ryan. Why did I blank so hard on that? Because I was right before William Penn. I had a few friends from William Penn that from Atlanta, big Falcons fans. Oh, my God. I'm trying to go in order, too. This is not working out the way I thought. But we got Wilson. and I know Wilson and Manning is either 2012 or 2013. 2013, okay. 2012? Who's before Wilson? Because the Legion of Boom, that was their first year. It was 2013. And they beat, they crushed the Denver Broncos. 2012. Was that Brady Manning? The first one? No, 2011. Who was after that? It was Flacco, Flacco and Kaepernick. Right? Yeah, okay. 2010, that's Rodgers and Roethlisberger. Hurry, hurry, hurrying, hurrying. Did I spell it wrong? Oh, Roger, Rodgers. 2009, that's Breeze and Manning, right? Yeah, 2008, that's Roethlisberger and Warner. Um, 2006, 26, Manning and uh, <laughs> Sexy Rexy, Rex Grossman. 2005, is that McNabb Brady? Yeah, 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 because I had Madden 06 on Game Boy Advance. Oh, that's 2004. What is Madden 06? Why is it? Okay, um, who was in between Rex Grossman, Peyton Manning, and Don McNabb and Brady? Who was in there? We're almost we're at 6 minutes, 20 seconds right now for those of you who are keeping track. 2005. What Super Bowl was that? I'm sorry for the awkward pause in here. I'm trying to, I'm trying to like, think. <laughs> I'm trying to get to at least 1990. 2005. Oh, Roethlisberger and uh, Hasselbeck. Jeez. We talked about that Super Bowl earlier <laughs> where Carson Palmer tore his ACL. Hasselbeck. Um, then we got Brady DeLome, one of the weirder Super Bowls. One of the better Super Bowls, too. 2002, that's Johnson and Gannon. Then 2001, that's Dilfer <laughs> and Kerry Collins. The Oh, I skipped a year. That, that one's Brady Warner then. Then 1999, Warner, McNair. 1998, that is Elway and Favre? No, I skipped a year. Elway, oh, Elway and um, Chris Chandler. From the Falcons. 1996, that's Young and Aikman? No, 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 Young and Aikman. That's Falcons. That's 95 as Young and Humphreys. Who's 96? Oh, Neil Neil O'Donnell and Troy Aikman. That's who it was. (laughs) We talked about Neil O'Donnell. Oh, no, I skipped a year. Who's 90? Then Young and Humphreys was 94. And then we have, you know, then we have the Bills losing to the Giant, the Cowboys three times, four, twice in a row. Then we got, um, Rippin and Kelly. I gotta spell Rippin, right? How do you spell Brett Rippin? Brett Rippin's the, the Hostetler and Kelly. Okay. 96. Who is 96? Between Elway and Aikman. 1996. 1996. 1996. 
Well, we got to 1990, like we won it. Well, I, I guess I could just go Montana and uh, Asai Esun. I don't know how to spell Boomer Esiason. I got, okay, I'm not cheating. Pause the quiz. <laughs> I got to, I don't know how to spell Boomer Esiason. I'm counting this because I don't know how to spell his name. If I knew how to spell his name, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't be pausing this right now. But I don't. I'm completely blanking. But I know who the quarterback is. I know who the quarterback is. I gotta skip these stupid ads. Asiasen. Okay, there we go. Oh no, Montana. Montana and Elway was 1990 or 89. 96. Who the hell was 96? We're at four minutes and eight seconds right now. I got 32 out of 55. 1996 between Aikman and O'Donnell. Who was really good around that time frame? Oh, it's Favre and Bledsoe. Jeez. Drew Bledsoe was my favorite player growing up. He was on the Buffalo Bills, signed right after Tom Brady got, you know, the thing. We got 33 out of 35. We're at 350 left. 87. Montana beat Ken Anderson as well. I might just skip around now because I, I'm going to get lost in years. That was the first Super Bowl with Montana because he won four in, the ni- four in the 80s. Who was the other Super Bowl they won? Beat the Bengals twice. Beat the Broncos. Now I'm blanking. 80s. 80s is a weird time. 80s is a very, very weird uh, Phil Sims. Who Phil Sims? He beat Elway. So we got Phil Sims and Elway. 87. I'm trying to go as much in order as possible. So I know I could rattle off like Dawson and Star. Star and um, crap. <laughs> Who's the Cowboys quarterback? Or no, it wouldn't be the Cowboys quarterback, whatever. I can't remember the Steelers quarterback from that time. Dawson won. United Namath. <sighs> Greasy Theisman. That's a cool name. <laughs> 87. There's another Montana Super Bowl in there. I don't remember who it was with, though. Who'd he beat? Now I'm stressing. Now I'm starting to stress because I got two minutes and 45 seconds left. I got 35 out of 55. Okay, we're, you know what? We're going to start doing the random thing. So Star and Dawson. Okay, <laughs> we got Unitas and uh, who was the Cowboys quarterback? It wasn't Staubach at the time. Earl Morrill? No, Earl Mor- No, it was Namath and Morrill. Earl Morrill played Joe Namath. Because uh, Johnny Nice got hurt, and Earl Morrill was like 50 years old. Earl Morrill was also the quarterback for the undefeated Dolphins, the 72 Dolphins, for the entire season. And then uh, they benched him for the Super Bowl for Bob Greasy. And they beat the Redskins, the then Redskins, now Commanders. What was their quarterback? Well, Doug Williams won a Super Bowl. Doug Williams, I think, beat Elway, right? Yeah. Okay, there's 87. Okay. 85. What is the other Super Bowl? Joe Montana won. We got two minutes left. Who did Joe Montana else? Who was the other team? Bengals twice, Broncos. I'm stressing right now. My hands are getting all clammy right now. I could do the Bradshaw Staubach Super Bowls. Why am I not doing those? Okay, we got two of those in there. Who who else did Bradshaw beat? Because they won two Super Bowls. Tarkenton lost to to Bradshaw. So there's one. So I got one more Super Bowl with Bradshaw. They won four in five years. I don't remember who the other team was, though. Joe Montana. This one's starting to piss me off now. I got a minute 17 left. And I've got 41 right so far. Because I'm blanking on some of them. Who did the Unitas beat? Did the Unitas beat Staubach? I didn't think so. Who's the who's the quarterback? Number 17. He was the quarterback in the Ice Bowl for the Cowboys. What was his name? And who's the Packers? The Packers beat the Raiders in the Super Bowl too, but it wasn't Stabler. Who'd Stabler beat in the Super Bowl? Theisman. 
Oh, Plunkett beat um Plunkett beat Theisman. There we go. Plunkett won another one too. Uh Theisman won a Super Bowl, but who was it against? Because the Redskins won three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks. That is one of the things I like about Joe Gibbs. Who did Joe Theisman beat in the Super Bowl? Who did he beat? Was it Stabler? Did Stabler beat Theisman? Who'd Stabler beat? Because Stabler won a Super Bowl. He didn't beat that. We got 24 seconds left. We got 42 out of 55. I want to see if I can get one more. I I am blanking on Montana. I'm trying to... I. This is starting to piss me off now. I got 14 seconds left. 10 seconds left. Oh, my God. And I'm blanking super hard. It's not right, but I'm going to search Star and Stabler. I don't remember who he beat in this first Super Bowl. Greasy. I don't remember who the quarterback was. Okay, Star and Dale Monica. Okay, Dawson Joe Cap. That's the Vikings one right there. Craig Morton. Okay, I wouldn't have got that. Wasn't the quarterback I was thinking of. Craig Morton was not the guy. Staubach beat Greasy. I did not know that one. Greasy and Billy Kilmer. That was the '72 Dolphins one. Then he beat. Oh, he beat Tarkenton. I knew that one. That was the '72 season. It was the year after that. Stabler beat Tarkenton. Roger Staubach beat Craig Morton. Uh, again, wouldn't have gotten that one. Who else is in there? Vince Ferragamo. L.A. Rams quarterback. Like, this dude was the Jimmy Garoppolo before Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, pretty guy playing over in California. Got a big payday. Jim Plunkett. Oh, they beat the Eagles. Ron Jaworski. Jim Plunkett's first Super Bowl <laughs> was against Ron Jaworski. Joe Theismann beat David Woodley. <laughs> okay. Oh, Montana beat Marino because that was Marino's rookie year. It was the first and only Super Bowl Marino ever went to. And McMahon Eason. Yeah, I should have gotten that one. It was the 85 Bears. I didn't even – Tony Easton, New England Patriots, uh, picked before Dan Marino. But, yeah, Marino went to a Super Bowl in his first year and lost to Montana and never went back. And Easton and the Patriots, ironically, they beat the the Dan Marino Dolphins in the 85 season in the playoffs. So that kept Marino from getting to a second Super Bowl. Now, what, did they have won? No. Would Marino's legacy be looked on a little different if they lost to two Super Bowls in back-to-back years and didn't win one? Possibly. Because Elway was the same way. Elway lost three Super Bowls before he won two. Elway's legacy changed after winning two Super Bowls his last years in the NFL. But yeah, the ones I'm upset about, Staubach and Greasy, I'm kind of upset about that. Greasy and Tarkington, I knew that one. Um, Montana Marinos and McMahon and Easton are the two I'm probably the most mad about. Because Dan Marino, that's the most famous Super Bowl for Joe Montana. No, it's not. The one where he said, is that John Candy in the stands? That's the most famous one. That was Joe Cool. That was against the Bengals. But the Dan Marino one, Dan Marino's only Super Bowl. That I should have gotten that one. It's different when you're sitting here and panicking the entire time and talking during a show. It's, it makes things a little harder. McMahon, Easton, it's one of the most famous Super Bowls ever. One of the worst Super Bowls of all time next to like the Chargers versus 49ers Super Bowl. And the Bills-Cowboys won the first one. <laughs> they lost like 55 to 17, 51-17. But Daryl LaMonica, I would not have – I completely forgot about him. Stabler for Tarkenton, yeah, I probably should have gotten that one. I for, I did not remember Plunkett playing Ron Jaworski in a Super Bowl. I didn't know Ron Jaworski went to a Super Bowl. But that's neither here nor there. I hope you enjoyed the show today. We got, we've got some fun stuff coming up for you next week. But in all, I guess I should say this, we got 42 out of 55, uh, 76%. Average score is 44%. So you know what? We'll take it. We will take it. But next week, we got some stuff coming up for you. We got a mock draft coming up. First official mock draft 1.0. It's probably going to come out Wednesday, if we're being honest. Not necessarily because I don't think I can get it done before Monday, but it's because the Super Bowl is on Sunday. I would be really surprised 
I'm not saying it's completely out of the question, but I would be really surprised if I recorded a show right after the Super Bowl. I would be absolutely shocked if that happened. Like, I think it's more realistic that we just plan for a Wednesday show and do the mock draft Wednesday. Now, I could still release the mock draft on Monday and then talk about it Wednesday. That's a realistic option here, but I I might just release it on Wednesday and then do the show Wednesday and talk about it then. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, but I do hope you enjoyed this show today. I hope you do watch the Super Bowl and enjoy the halftime show. I hope my award predictions are right, because you guys will know by the time the show's out, so it's kind of useless now, but but yeah. Uh, it was a fun one. I really enjoyed today's show. Uh, this was one of my favorite ones I've done in a while. I haven't done a quiz on here. I think I'm going to start doing that a little more. I think I'm going to start doing quizzes on here. Because Sporkle, I do a lot. I say a lot. I do quite a bit of Sporkle quizzes. When I get really bored, I just go on to Sporkle or search NFL quiz on Google and then Sporkle's always used the first thing that pops up. And you could go on there and yourself and do that as well. But 76% ain't bad. Two of them I'm really upset about. The 84 and 85 Super Bowls, those ones are the most upset about. I should have gotten... Uh, 44 out of 55, which would have been, a, I would know, a lot better. And then their little description goes, boom, goes the dynamite. It could have been a little cooler than that. But yeah, that's all I've got for you today. Hope you enjoyed the show. Again, make sure you're following me on all forms of social media. Twitter is Logan underscore Blackman. Uh, Instagram is Blackman Logan. The show's Instagram account is The Logan Blackman Show 1. Facebook page is The Logan Blackman Show. Give it a like on there. And YouTube, make sure you're subscribed there and give a, a few videos a like or watch a few videos if you want to. And, of course, you're listening to it right now on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify. So make sure you're following and or subscribed on both. And leave a rating out of five stars on both of them and leave a description down below on Apple Podcasts for why you think the show is the way it is. So with that being said, I've been Logan Blackman. Hope you enjoyed the Super Bowl. Let's go Bengals. Hope Joe Burrow gets his first Super Bowl win. I, I, it doesn't really hurt me if he loses, but I, I will be cheering for the Bengals. Again, I, for some unknown reason. No idea why. I think the Bengals will win. Don't know why. Don't 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 press me on it because I have no idea. But that's all I've got for you today. Hope you enjoyed it. If not, I apologize. We'll get better next time. Mock draft coming out either Monday or Wednesday. Hope you enjoyed that. And with that, I will see you guys for a show next Wednesday. You'll hear from me on Monday or Wednesday whenever the mock draft comes out. But with that being said, have a good weekend. See you later and peace.